Yes, it's that time again, Monday, 9pm. It's time for Occam's Razor, the podcast about the paranormal. Coming to you live on East FM in Auckland, New Zealand, 88.1, 107.1. I'm Jim Birchall. Um, and my very special guest once again is Sam Collier from Haunted Auckland. How are you, Sam? Good, thanks. Always a pleasure to be here. It is always a pleasure, isn't it? We just had a magnificent uh, sunset outside. I spent the past few minutes snapping photos and posting them all over Instagram and Facebook to assorted oohs and ahs from uh, <laughs> from my audience. But back to the real stuff, episode 21 of Occam's Razor. You might be listening to us on thepodcastradio.co.uk, and if you are, hi, how are you? Tonight we're talking about shadow people, a.k.a. black masses. Uh, now, Sam is the perfect guy to have in the studio in regards to this topic as he is a paranormal investigator and he spends a lot of his time as you've probably heard if you listen to the show regularly um investigating um reported hauntings and spectres and spirits and ghosts and ghouls and so forth and houses sam first off straight off up the bat off the bat have you ever seen a shadow figure well have, well, I, se- okay. have I seen a shadow figure yes not in the traditional sense of a <coughs> of a cloaked person or, you know, uh, traditionally what they like to popularise as the hat man. Haven't seen anything like that, but I have had an experience which I could possibly have an explanation for. Yep. Um, where I've seen a small shadow being. Small shadow small being? Shadow like a shadow dog, or are you talking about I'm, I'm talking along the lines of um, a, well, what I could only describe as a bit of a gremlin type. A type gremlin yep. type. As absurd as it sounds, yep. and you know what, I'll tell you what, if someone told me... Hey, you're on the right show. Though, <laughs> if yeah. someone told me this story, I'd probably go, oh, no, you're full of shit. But yep. um, I, I might as well just go ahead with the story. Yeah, so, go ahead. I mean, just to give a background to people, um, the hat man, the, the sort of most stereotypical um, image or spectre that people think of, um, I think it was sort of popularised by Art Bell on his Coast to Coast AM show, wasn't it? Um, Great, yeah. A few years ago, and and it sort of took off from there a bit, like, but like you know, so the, the how how the um, Slender Man and so forth took off, you know, into the public consciousness, and and people just ran with it. So that's that's right, and, and yeah. he's become somewhat of a bit of a boogeyman, you know. Yep. All of a sudden, everybody's got a story. Absolutely, and he's always wearing a hat. He he is. Um, but I'm assuming your little gremlin wasn't. No, the, it wasn't. Um, so this was this predates any involvement with with haunted Auckland. So I was I was a young teen at the time, living still yep. living with mum and dad. Yep. Um, and it was middle of the night. Woke up to hear a bit of a commotion in the corner of my bedroom. So I open up my eyes, sit up in bed, and I see what I thought might have been a cat. In my bedroom, mm-hmm. and um, which was odd because a we didn't have a cat. There wasn't a cat in the room when I went to sleep. No, were the windows open or shut? The windows were shut. Yep. So I'm kind of looking around and I I see this thing, and it, it looks like a looks like a cat sitting on its on its all fours. Uh, yeah. And then I lean over and pick up a shoe beside the bed and throw it at the cat. Throw it at the cat. Yeah. And of course, this thing stands up on on two legs. It's got bright yellow eyes, and it it puffs its chest, and it starts to growl. Jesus. So, <laughs> yeah. 
How old were you? 12, 13? No, it would have been, would have been probably, yeah, 16, 17. Oh, okay. So not, not young, young, but and not, you didn't, not so So at the time, you didn't have any imaginary friends or anything Didn't have like any that. imaginary friends. But, <coughs> you know, I will admit I was an avid horror, well, still am, my avid horror movie watcher. And, yep. um, you know, I had various memorabilia, figurines, that sort of thing that, that would mimic what I'd seen around the room. You mean like Jason figurines and, yep. and Freddy Krueger? Absolutely, and that yeah. Of, Michael yeah. Myers, that sort of sure. thing. Um, so I got out of bed, flicked on the <coughs> light, nothing there. So I'm mm. thinking, you know, what, what was this? Was, was I seeing what I was really seeing? Um, yes, it was a dark room, and often shadow people are described as being blacker than black. Yep. Um, usually commonly shadow people if they if they have facial features you see the the bright red eyes the thing that i saw had bright yellow eyes and um i could make out its its skin features were quite leathery looking it was have you ever thought of like the um the wing of a bat how quite leathery it it is it's it's skin like but it's dark and and it's almost blue black in color i know exactly what you mean yeah um so i had light blue coloured curtains and there was a street light outside there was also the moonlight coming through so that was the only light in the room so I could see you know the the light on the side of this being so it was I could see the outline of it but of course it was black so I'm thinking to myself okay many years later what if I was just imagining it what if what if I was you know um Hypnagogia, hypnopompia, that sort of thing. You know, lucid dreamings, dreaming awake, that sort of thing. Yeah. Maybe I imagined the whole thing. Silent lucidity. Yeah, that's right. Um, So my shoe definitely had been thrown. I was awake for that. Yeah. And I was awake to turn on the light. Yeah. But, of course, nothing was there and... And nothing happened afterward. Afterwards, you know, there was there was no repercussions for me turning the light back off and going back to sleep. So. In my mind, for many, many years, I thought, okay, I just imagined it. <coughs> Fast forward to a few years. Was it something you just put out of your head straight away, or did you kind of dwell on it for ages? I did dwell on it because, mm. you know, it, because Were of Were you the, too scared to go back to, to sleep or to your um, room? I, I did sit up for a bit, and I thought, <laughs> you know, not, not so much scared, but just contemplating, you know, what the bloody hell was that? Yeah. Um, and like I said, the absurdity of it all... Um, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And like I said, if, if somebody told me that story, I'd go, Ugh. Whatever. Whatever, you yeah. know. What, what a, well, what it's, a crop, it's interesting because I think we could maybe find some common ground here. Um, I've never seen anything paranormal particularly. Um, the closest thing I've ever had was a period of right... You know the feeling when you're falling off your bed, when you've just fallen asleep and you fall off your bed and you wake yourself up again? Yeah. Basically, was similar to that, but I saw something manifesting. I'll just call it a ghost, just for argument's sake. At the end of my bed, and I picked up a shoe and threw it at it. By shoe, it could have been anything. It could have been a deodorant uh, on the side of the bed, or yeah. <laughs> some sort of lotion. But anyway, I, I threw something at it, smashed against the uh, wardrobe wall behind it, and I kind of just went back to sleep. And then my mum, I think, came in. Um, to the room and basically said what are you throwing things for blah 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 now i put that down to i've always when it's been hot ever since i was a kid i always have quite hallucinogenic dreams when it's when it's hot and this was in the summer and i recall being quite sweaty and stuff like that so i'm wondering that that's what i how i quantified it anyway putting two and two together do you think you were in that sort of ballpark 
Absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying what I experienced was definitive or it, whether it was a paranormal ex- experience or not. I'm, I'm definitely not going to say that. And, and as I stated, there was plenty of influence going on in my room. Mm. The only spanner in the works was many years later when I joined Haunted Auckland and um, discovered that some other members had experienced similar similar beings. So I had a similar description. A similar description to seeing yeah. these little gremlin things, mm. you know, uh, appearing to them as children as well. Mm. Um, similar thing happened to my sister-in-law. Mm. Um, and there's been countless stories of, of similar creatures. And I mean, I wouldn't have, I would, I would, wouldn't have said a thing until the same creature had been described back to me, and I mm. thought, well, my that's, that's almost exactly like, like I'd seen. When I was a kid, my sister and she refuses to talk about it uh, to this day. She said she used to see shadow people on the wall of the room uh, that we both slept in. It was a little town called Wairoa in, in Hawkes Bay. And I was just like, I was a couple of years younger than her, so I was just like, whatever. But she's to this day, she's kind of terrified even talking about it. Um, luckily, she doesn't listen to the show, so she, <laughs> so she probably won't just won't bring up any yeah. bad memories for her. But I remember for years that she was terrified of these um, shadow people that were uh, would show up at night, and and she said they could talk, and that, but the language you couldn't quite understand it, almost like someone was speaking some sort of Creole or Panto, but it was yeah. it was distant enough that you could. Just make it out like sort of if you're tuning a radio and you've got multiple frequencies sort of fighting for airtime, if you know what I mean. Well, it is um, a bit like that. It is funny you should say that. There is a, um, a bit of a, a documentary on Netflix called The Nightmare, and it is a is it's a re- bit of a reenactment reenactment documentary where people tell their stories and then actors act out yeah. their story as they're. It's hard it. to get these things live, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so many of those stories include um things like that where they're hearing static or um you know that's interesting uh hearing hearing like you said pantomime sort of voices and and high-pitched squeaky uh talking going back to them but this is again while they've been asleep and then waking back up Mm. so Mm. my logical brain is saying it's 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 dreaming awake it's yeah it's not paranormal it's your brain being confused as you're waking up or going to sleep and also what you're listening to can quite often impact your dreams when you're in that semi-conscious just right. just slipping off stage because example actually last night i was rich um listening to my mate richard serrett's uh conspiracy podcast show this excellent show for anyone who wants to listen tune in uh anyway richard was talking with a fellow who was talking about the synchronicity of numbers like 11 11 this sort of thing um i got about 10 minutes in and then i pretty much fell asleep but i there was a solid period of probably 15 20 minutes there that um i was kind of mentally immersed in the conversation but i was probably was asleep do you know what i mean and it was showing up in my dream so that you know that can happen, eh? These things, outside influences sort of That's attach right. to your brain when it's in a... I don't know what the exact state is, when it's when it's not an REM yet, something like that. Yep. Um, is it REM or REM? REM. Rapid eye movement. Let's just go with that. Yeah. What's the frequency, Kenneth? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I mean, I think, as you say, that... that that's probably the most likely explanation for all that. It but, is, yeah. But the, um, the muffled talking interests me because 
lends some weight to stuff we've talked about before in terms of frequencies and ghosts being some sort of recording and frequency and yep. that sort of thing. Um, all right, tough question. What do you think you saw? What do I think I saw? Being as rational as possible. Being as rational as possible, I I think I have to be honest, I probably imagined it Yeah. as much as I hate to say it. Yep. And as much as it um, coincides with other stories that I've heard, yep. I probably imagined it. Okay. Either that or it really was a cat, and yep. I just don't know where it went. Maybe it crawled under the bed. With a glowing yellow eyes. With glowing yellow eyes, yeah. Whatever was it, an opossum, perhaps. Maybe. Did you have a dog or anything like that? At that stage, no. Okay. No, we didn't. There was no rogue pets wandering around no. the house, exolotls, anything no, like that? nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> So by process of elimination, there, there shouldn't have been anything else. Yeah. Well, in I mean, your room. as I remember, it was very, it was very gremlin, goblin looking. It had the pointy ears, and you know, I, can, I even think about it now. I can still make out its features, but maybe it's just one of those things where the more I think about it, the more the in detail it becomes, and the details you know, change a little bit. It, too, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, his mind starts playing tricks on you. Um, like when I saw the uh, mutant fox, for instance, yeah. yeah. Um, and to this day, I see fox, and I'm like, that, that thing didn't look anything like what I saw. Um, do you think, had you been influenced? You were talking about, um, you know, you're a big fan of horror movies and that sort of stuff at the time, or, or still are, but at, particularly then. Um, do you, had you watched Gremlins recently, or, or anything worse like Troll Two, or <laughs> <laughs> any of these sort of films? No, I, I wouldn't have. I mean, Gremlins is one of those movies that I've watched over and over again, but yep. I don't think that would have been an influence. It was no, it's not as a trigger or anything. Not as a trigger, no. No. Um, maybe something that I'd seen on TV or, or on the internet. Yeah. Um, and what about the rest of the um, Haunted Orchid team? You mentioned some of them had similar experiences. What, what's their explanation for it? Um, I don't really know. I haven't heard them say an explanation for it other than that. They, they just said, they, oh, that happened to me as well. That, well, they were telling me, and then oh, okay. I said it happened to me as sure. well. But um, as far as I know, they it wasn't when they'd woken up. It was as they were awake yeah. um, already, and they'd seen these things peering around corners and things like that. For so. me, I think um, the fact that people are seeing these things when they're in the pre-sleep, what's it called, nocturnal phase or whatever the thing's called, I'll have to look <laughs> up the scientific term, um, is a dead giveaway to me because your brain's you know all over the shop at that point, isn't it? Yeah. it hasn't fully immersed into the into the dream state yet. Yeah. Um, if if they had these experiences in that you know few minutes between getting into bed and falling asleep, um, you know I think it's probably case closed. But if there's something outside that realm, that's worthy of further investigation. That's right. So shadow people not necessarily exclusive to sleeping though. No. People have seen them during investigations or um you know it's common for people to say i've been sitting up watching tv and out the corner of my eye i've seen something done mm. across the wall um that's pretty common We're, i've heard that you know they call that corner of the eye phenomena that's they? right yep and you know it's, peripheral it's, it's, phenomena. it's happened, it's happened yeah. to me before as well during investigations um one that i vividly remember was at one of the schools we investigated it was an undisclosed school at the stage um, we were sitting. Is it still an active school? No. Okay, it's no. closed. They, uh, it was it was semi abandoned at the time that we were there. Okay, as well. so, so it looked creepy anyway. It, it looked creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So we were there was still power going to the building, and um, 
the group we were sitting around um, talking at that stage now at the corner of my eye I saw uh, like a white wisp dart past one of the doors it looked it was about the size of a basketball and um, it, but yeah it was like a greyish white and it, it kind of went past the door um, around about the same area um, I think Mark had seen a, a shadowy mass when he was setting up a camera go past you know intersecting that same hallway so um, that was at different times so Yep. They weren't they weren't shadows necessarily, but it was something out the corner of our eyes. I was doing a bit of YouTube research, and there's plenty of videos and so forth. People saying, you know, um, you know, Shadow Man and all sorts. Of, I'm sure a good one of the the classic Hat Man stereotype as well. Yep. But again, it could be some sort of shadow effect happening. Yeah. Well, I think I think um, giving giving a, a character to these shadow people like the Hat Man, it, it kind of gives it that boogeyman feeling mm. like it's, it's it gives stop, it that Freddy Krueger feeling doesn't yeah it, it stops no it stops being something along the lines of a ghost and more something of a, of an evil character or an evil yep. entity it becomes more of a fairy tale in, in my opinion where it's not something that appears in a certain building it's a, something that appears in people's dreams or mm. or he turns up at the end of their bed and it could happen anywhere in the world and it's just this hat man into so, Sandman. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Yeah, and as you said, Freddy Krueger. Uh, you know, prime example wore the wore the fedora type hat or whatever it was. True. So Freddy's probably based on these accounts. Yeah, well, isn't that Freddy hat was based off off dream demons, and yep. um, there is a story behind it. Um, I think it was a, an Indonesian country, an African country, where a shadow figure was seen uh, coming into sleeping uh, areas. And, um, there seems to be a lot of creepy ghosts in Indonesia. There is. There, I mean, there, there's there's obviously a strong culture, strong, <coughs> strong beliefs. That's part of it, I suppose. Yeah. But I've always seen some quite good, quite good photos and images. Quite convincing stuff from there. Yeah. Mm, I wonder what's behind that. You know, yeah, it could be a hop, it could be a belief. Yeah, of course. But obviously, if we're presented with physical evidence, it's maybe yeah. it's a hotbed of you know energy and ley lines and this sort of carry on. Well, I haven't done my research well. on it, but. No. Um, anyway, sorry, keep going. But um, yeah, so um, my my thoughts with uh, have you ever looked at shadow figures on YouTube or anything like that? You know, and you see investigators they're going around and yeah, it is quite shaky footage, mm. and you see what could be a shadow figure, and then this mm. person gets freaked out and it goes all shaky and they can't see it anymore, which isn't very really useful. It's not useful, no. no. But when you think about it, when we investigate, it's often at night, right? Yeah. And if you're with more than one person, you've you've got torches, and each person is shining a torch at different angles. Yep. You're either catching their shadow or they're catching yours, and if you've got a sure. camera, then it's gonna, yep. it's gonna look different. It's gonna be at a different angle. Well, it's so like you're playing it, charades sometimes, that's right. isn't it? Yeah. And you know, especially in this day and age, how do you know it's not turned on you and your your shadow's been projected on? A yeah, that's right. Mm. And you, you know you your arm might appear bigger or smaller and yeah and these things these things they do happen and you you do you do have a a double take at times but you got to go in there with a the logical thinking and think well let's take the logic out of it which i do for most things yep <laughs> say these things are real are you thinking it's some sort of demonic presence because uh, i did some reading and 
the jinn, which is you know sort of demo- yep. a demon in, in sort of Arabic culture and you know it, within um, the Quran and all that sort of stuff, they, they pretty much fit the description of, of a shadow person. So, um, my best guess that it probably would be something so you know uh, some sort of entity you didn't want in the house, more demonic than a, than the friendly ghosts of the old lady used to live there. Yeah, well, I mean. I've got no reason to to give any credit to anything demonic. I'm yep. I'm not religious, therefore, I I don't um, attribute anything to evil necessarily. Yeah. Um, I, I figure if there's good, there is bad. But when it comes to demonic, I I've never experienced anything like myself. No. Uh, unless you give credit to the to the gremlin that I saw. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Uh, when you think about shadow people, it's described as a as a black mass, and if you associate things that w- we attribute to the colour black, mm. it's always ominous, it's always mm. dark, it's always mysterious, mm. and I think that's where the evil connotation omnipresent come. evil or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, dark is is always brooding. It's it's moody. That's yeah. true, and also when it's dark, you can't see clearly, and that's right. And your surroundings, you're not as aware of them as you are when it's light. Yeah. So I mean, it, it could be anything. It could be invisible, but mm. if it's dark, you're going to think it's it's black, aren't you? Have you ever seen any footage, or indeed um, garnered any evidence on during an ex- investigation of a shadow person? Um, that you're struggling to explain. Have you ever seen anything? Um, again, it's small corner of the eye things. Mm. Um, so nothing captured on film necessarily. Mm. But when we've had um, public investigations at, at King Seat, um, guests have claimed to have seen um, shadows moving down hallways, and um, we have. Was that people you were investigating with, or reports from? Well, th- this is reports from the guests. Okay. Um, so you t- have to take that with a grain of salt as well. Mm. So um, there was one occasion where we set up a laser grid. Sorry, just for reference, um, King Seat's a former mental hospital in yep. the south of Auckland. Go ahead. So we have the, the laser grid, which is small pen torch, shoots out lots of little green dots around awesome. the room. So um, we had a couple that were... Sitting, we're all sitting in a room doing a communication communication session, and this couple claimed that they saw um, the shape of a person breaking the beams of this uh, of these lights, walking past the door, and um, these two girls freaked out. And um, I've got their reaction on camera, but I don't actually, <laughs> I don't have the actual movement on camera. It's not like Kath from Most Haunted, is it? No. Because oh, no. Kath always sort of freaks out at everything. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but someone has to, I especially suppose. especially with public events. You know, um, people do get excited. Hmm. I mean, it, it, and King Seat is one of those places where well, because you got it's, spookers there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's notorious, and and you know, it is easy to get caught up in the moment. Um, and for a logical explanation, moths are attracted to light. Therefore, in a dark room, yep, you might get a moth flying through these beams and and, and breaking them, which mm. may look like something's moving through it. If we apply um, the theory, I think both of us prescribed to mostly as a stone tape theory in terms of ghosts, um, how would a shadow figure come to be uh, with that within the framework of that theory? What I'm getting at is 
when events of the past, the energy that was conducted away is replayed, it comes out in the figure of a person or it manifests in a smaller amount to, to grow into something in the shape of a humanoid. Right. So why would these... Why would that energy be displayed as a black mass? Is the other thing? Well, there's there's theories that suggest that maybe black again means not so good. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lighter entity. So we're heading towards the demonic side of things. The, again. the demonic side, sure. or, or or not not nice in this yeah. instance. Uh, whereas, but uh, in a lighter entity might mean that it's not so evil or something like that. Yep. That's one theory. Um, Another theory could be purely based on the energy that it's using. Yep. So, is it light? Is it sound? Is it something else? Oh, that's is a good it, point. Is it, yeah. is it light matter? Is it dark matter? Yeah. Um, Interesting. Something that we don't know a lot about. Um, oh. Other theories, is it interdimensional? Ah, that's my favourite theory. That's your favourite one, it right? Is. It's come up again. I'll do anything to refer it to. I'm, I'm a bit like Giorgio with his yep. ancient aliens. But that's, that's a common theory as well. Yeah. And... Um, you know, do they interact with our world, and they can they can merge, but we can't interact with them. Are and, they? And you saying they living members of another dimension? Possibly, possibly, mm. or they're just a manifestation. Maybe it's uh, only a two dimensional um, uh, uh, image of them yeah. that we're seeing. Maybe they're three dimensional, but in their dimension. We're heading some sort of Tron territory, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. Maybe we're only seeing a side of them, and and that's the bit that we're only allowed to see. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's all they can manifest as. I guess the best way that I can describe it, without going way off on a tangent, is, <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Um, say, for example, if you were watching TV, and you put your face up to the TV, and the people on the other side of the TV could see you, or you put your hand up, mm-hmm. people inside the TV could see your hand as a two-dimensional thing whereas on your side you see it as a three-dimensional thing thing. whereas on their side their surroundings are three-dimensional as well but like that video by aha but like that yeah Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it isn't it (laughs) i guess so so so, i mean yeah it's but why are they attached to a house that is reputedly haunted just because it's where they manifest or do you think well i don't know whether the shadow people are necessarily um, associated to houses, I think they're from what I can gather by by looking it up, they're more associated with people as well. So mm. people claim that shadow people follow them. Um, they're they're uh, harassed by them. Um, so doesn't so they attach to a they're to a attached person. to them, which might suggest that maybe it might be possibly mild schizophrenia, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, people that experience shadow people may also experience um uh aliens showing up in their bedroom as well you know the, the abduction sort of scenario. it's interesting you said that because i i looked this up earlier and this it seems to be this i saw this article on psychology today i'm not sure how well peer-reviewed that is but it's got a good enough web address so it's probably okay um there there does see a correlation in in patients and in inverted commas um of of people who have been abducted by aliens um, and those that see shadow people. But it could be the same entities following them around, couldn't it? It could be. Mm. Um, I guess we, we don't know what they are, therefore we can't have a definitive answer on, on that. Mm. But, but there is a theory that 
uh, people that are uh, abducted and probed by aliens once it happens to them regularly doesn't it it's that's um it's the theory mm. and you, there's also people that claim that they've had implants you know yeah. pieces of metal left behind which has never been conclusively proved has it um i've seen some funny x-rays and stuff I've, from I've time seen, to time but i've seen um footage of a guy showing what has been removed and the doctor is baffled by what what's been taken out but it's just it looked to me it looks like a a shard of shrapnel or something like that it's yep. it's not a microchip or anything like that it's just a piece of metal so um so it's more sort of uh, he's been in world war Two as opposed to he's he's you know it yeah you can't deny a, you can't <laughs> deny that maybe something was pulled out but how yep. it got there is yeah remains to be seen it doesn't mean just because it was there an alien put it there he's not a time traveling robot or anything like yeah. that <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It goes and shoots up a whole uh, whole lab. Police station. Yeah, on police station. Yeah, of course. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting sidebar as well. Are these people just the kind of people that are prone to exaggeration or, as you mentioned, schizophrenia or some kind of mental illness? The, inter- um, the interesting thing is... I'm sure a lot of them are. I think yeah. that that's probably a accepted fact. I, but we deal in the you know the, the the smaller parameters and yeah, especially when it comes to the to the private investigations that we've done. Um, some of them have claimed to have seen shadow people, and regardless of of what I think or whether there's an o- a logical explanation, <coughs> um, it it is very real to them as well. Mm-hmm. So that just because I can offer a logical explanation, and they might not have one, mm. therefore. What they're experiencing at the time is is definitely a, a shadow person to them, or it's definitely a ghost or an alien or whatever. Mm. Mm. So, well, I mean, that's been used obviously in criminal defence as mm. well, hasn't it, for people that have gone crazy and, and killed someone? Um, you know, demonic possession, voices in my head, all that sort of stuff. Which yep. you know, as we know in the modern age, a lot of that historical stuff can be tied to schizophrenia. Yep. Well, there's the the famous "The Devil Made Me Do It" case. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the next Conjuring movie, apparently. Yep. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't seen the first one, so yeah. I better get on the case. <laughs> quick, quick, smart. Um, just in, in terms of what else could be going on. Um, we've touched on sort of sleep paralysis and, um, you know, people being in the state where they're susceptible to, you know, the, the, the mind sort of halfway between falling asleep and being awake and that sort of thing. Um, but some, some people actually suffer sleep paralysis and without me looking into it too much, the gist of it from what I understand is it's in the same ballpark as people who get who stand up and, and walk around the house at night when they're asleep or and you know talk i know i talk i've been told i talk a lot in my sleep especially yeah. if it's hot um <laughs> yeah i mean for me that's probably what's going on um i don't know where you sit with that so so sleep paralysis is um or sometimes it can be known as the old hag where people jolt upright well not upright but they they're awake in bed they can't move a, a sense of dread comes they're just rigid aren't they so. yeah sometimes it's um they feel a, a pressure on the chest mm. a weightiness that's why it's called the old the old hag you know the old hag uh, comes and sits on your chest yeah comes right. and sits on your chest and, and there's pressure you know it's it's um associated with if you're into demonology the incubus and the succubus as well yep. so 
um, often um, you know the, like I said there's a sense of dread sometimes there's arousal as well um, so generally it's common that people can't move yep. and until um, they either fall back asleep or the experience is over that's when they can start <laughs> moving again yeah yeah so, I've heard um I heard a story a few years ago from a from a girl I knew she said that when she'd just given birth um, you know a couple of hours later or whatever she was lying in the hospital bed with the baby and she felt this force basically just grabbing at the baby and trying to get it off her um, and she sort of kind of she said it came from behind her she didn't see the force um, but she sort of screamed out and, and to the extent that that you know nurses or whoever orderlies came in and to see what was going on she said there was a force basically trying to rip this baby away from her arms my thinking at the time was she'd been in labour for a long time, she was tired, she'd been on a lot of drugs that do make you see things. I know from having heart surgery that some of the drugs you get afterwards, are, you know, <laughs> you really start to to witness things that probably aren't there after a while, especially the lack of sleep. I think that can do it, you know, to you. Um, that's what I put it down to, but have you heard anything similar? Well, I'm, I'm, when you're telling the story, I'm thinking, is, is it a, a first child? <laughs> that you know of huh, yeah <laughs> i think maybe. maybe i can't remember to be honest yeah. with you yeah i'm just i'm just wondering sometimes and I, it came up in conversation with my wife over the weekend do you think that sometimes emotions can manifest hmm. you know you if if her love and protection for this baby is so strong that she might be you know again lucid dreaming and She's she's thinking that something's taken this baby away, and her her motherly instinct was to protect this baby with everything she's got. Yeah. Therefore, she's dreaming that something's taking it away, but she's wanting to hang on to it. Yeah. And there's that that uh, I, mean, I think t- tug of war quite, quite type of feeling that she's that she's feeling. Yeah, I think it's the most likely sort of scenario in that case. Um, but it, was, it wasn't the first time I'd heard, heard that um, from a new mother. Well, I hadn't directly heard other cases, but I, I did some research after that and looked on the internet and so forth, and it's, it's reasonably common. I think um, there may be, well, I suspect there is quite a lot of hormone fluctuation and so forth yeah. uh, involved with childbirth. Something we wouldn't know about. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> you see it sort yeah, of once a month yeah. or so, but you know what I mean. And... <laughs> And, you know, I think that that has a lot to do with the lack of sleep and, yeah. and, and medication it's a very, and that sort of stuff. It's a very stressful stressful time as well. So. Absolutely. Well, you hear about people that um, have near-death experiences and they have, um, you know, similar sort of things. But, yeah. you know, did they have a near-death experience or were they just sort of out cold for a while and, and you know, the brain tricked them into yeah. thinking that was the end? And, and then all your sort of primal instincts and, and reactions kick in then, don't they? And yeah. can create a picture in your mind of something that's probably not necessarily happening. Well, I mean, there's, there's stories of people being well aware of what the doctors are saying and, mm. and you know... Um, and being able to see themselves on the table. See themselves on yeah. the table and that sort of thing. Because so I've... Um, maybe. I've had my heart stop twice, right? So the second... First time I was a kid, I was like five. I don't remember much at all. When I was 35, I had another heart surgery, and I remember being the last thing talking to the anaesthetist, and he was laughing because we were both went to the same school, and he put me under, and he said, you'll feel sleepy in a minute, one, two, three, and that. I literally remember nothing after that point until 
um, the operation, and I vaguely remember starting to dream that, and I was, I was, I don't know if it was subconscious because I knew I would be in that position before I got put to sleep um, or not. But I do remember having images and and dreaming when I was under the effect, and there was just being a, a blank space. Like I was probably just in purgatory or something. You know, I've pissed off a lot of people, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably just in the waiting in the queue. Um, and yeah, but I just remember being a big black space is all I really remember, uh, and nothing really significant standing out or anything like that. So. Was that because I was, you know, obviously the brain was still functioning while the heart had been stopped, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot in the mind that it does play tricks in you. I mean, that's the old adage, you, you know, it's a well-known yeah. saying. But I think, especially today, because people are medicated with a lot of SSRIs and things like that, and, and you know, the amount of, um, you know, uh, serotonin that gets sort of uploaded into your hippocampus and all that sort of yep. stuff is 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 pretty significant these days people take things they didn't used to take um the use of pain medication is you know yeah. high anti-inflammatory medication that sort of stuff that's all got to mess with your mind in some way it, it does yeah um i'm sure of it um, and as investigators it's something we have to um take into consideration uh, mm. with with private investigations as well mm. um I think I've mentioned it before. There is a survey that we have that that's to be filled out before we even consider going to private homes. Yep. Um, what kind of questions is in it? Um, just basically goes over the experiences, but um, in in detailed you know times and that sort of thing. But we also have to ask the question of if they're on medication as well, and um, do they are they already seeking medical. Um, advice or anything like that as well i mean if okay so what if they come to you and say yeah i take um lorazepam or any of the pams or any of the um sertralines or or whatever are you instantly going to put a black mark or black line through their name it, or? it is a red red flag well yeah. i mean we'd have to um politely decline and say look we we probably suggest that you seek medical attention and mm and um, seek, seek advice that way before coming back to us. It must uh, be frustrating. Usually, usually it doesn't happen that they come back to us. No. There has been occasions where they've said, no, 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 not on any medication. They're having um, night terrors, you know, sleep paralysis, that sort of thing. Yeah. And we've we've been to these places and they're on the bedside table as <laughs> medication for night terrors. Okay. You know? So you, you, you do have to be careful. Yeah. Um, because we don't we don't like to suggest anything that um, might make someone more scared or, or add insult or injury or anything. And also, like that. A, a lot of people that have reached that stage in their treatment, um, they are prone to to see things outside the norm, you know, yeah. and let you know about it, as, and let other people know about it as well. Yeah. Extreme anxiety can obviously cause. You know, fight or flight response, and you get you know um, shocks, and you you don't sleep well, and when you do, you'll you'll bolt up, you know, awake yep. in your bed, and yeah, I mean, ex- extreme anxiety is you know it's a lot more prevalent than it used to be. It is, know? yeah. We're, we're the most medicated we've ever been, but we also seem to have the most diagnosed, you know, generation, yeah, as well. Well, I mean. How many kids are on Ritalin these days? Well, because it used yeah. to just be naughty, yeah, yeah and now yeah. they're all on Ritalin, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. And who knows what that stuff's doing to your mind? Like, you know, it's all, obviously it's all 
FDA approved and tested. But you know, if we if we spiral off into the big pharma tangent conspiracy, um, you know, they're just <laughs> yeah, that's how they make their money, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, <laughs> what do I do as a job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's, so, you know, you're over if you prescribe things, you know. Yeah. Um, especially for if the drug isn't right for that particular person, but they just do as a blanket policy. Because, yeah. you know, Prozac pays pays the doctor more than, you know, the one they need does and things like that, if I was being cynical. Yeah. But um, know we've all seen the mugs and pens in doctor's offices with, with Roche written on them and all yep. that sort of stuff. So there is something going on. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got some stories to tell you, but probably yeah. off here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, yeah, but that's what happens. I mean, that's for me, that's where it sits. I think, I, sp- I don't know, it's hard to differentiate because do people specifically say, I've got shadow figures in my house, or do they say, my house is haunted, and one of the things I see is shadow figures? Is it exclusively, ever exclusively shadow figures? Um, yes. Well, the ones that mention shadow figures, it, it's um, prominently shadow figures. It's yeah. like they don't mention a ghost, they mention a dark, shadowy figure. Okay. I mean, and it, it's not often, but there, there has been the occasional one. And I think sometimes it's kind of in a sense of, I want to get these people's attention. Mm-hmm. And of course, mentioning mentioning shadow, shadow figures is going to get somebody's attention rather yep. than just saying oh it's a it's a ghost something moved mug or yeah you know i heard a, a knock at the wall and question uh i'm going to assume that the people that are more religious or religious people yep again and sorry they're going to believe more in the demonic position or demonic entities you know being in their house yep. more than they are with the rest of it so do you do you see that when you sort of vet these people obviously they can tick all the boxes and you're like okay we'll, we'll do the investigation we'll show up um do you when you go to these houses you know do you see crosses on the walls everywhere and things like that is there any correlation there um I haven't been to a place that has had a lot of crosses on the wall or, or anything Well, something like that, that identifies them as a, as there, a religious there person. There has been an occasion where we've been to a house and they've already had um, someone from a religious background or, or a local church come to bless the house. Throw the holy water around. Throw the holy stuff. water around. Yeah. And, and uh, this particular person had said, right, you're... Your house is manifested with demons, mm-hmm. which has only just gone and made the matter worse. Of course, and these people were absolutely petrified to live in the house. <laughs> so we've been asked to come in and, and give our opinion. Were they from the Philippines? Is that interest? No, okay, no, they were Kiwis. Okay, so they, um, we came in and we did our investigation. Uh, couldn't find anything evidentially, but. Like I said, these people believed that something was going on in their house, and it was only um, adding fuel to the fire by by having someone of a religious background saying that they were absolutely in the house. Yeah, because I mean, so, in my mind, I'm thinking they're going to be more easily led into that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, and and now um, in our minds, we're thinking right, we have to kind of diffuse the situation where yes, we didn't find anything, and we have to kind of say right, we. There's nothing to suggest your house is haunted. Yeah. Um, and there was more than one person who had seen shadow figures? Or yeah, it was, it was a young couple. Okay. Um, 
And did they seem on the level to you? On the level enough. Enough. Um, I mean, yeah. people have always got their quirks. Sure. But, um, yeah, like I said, these, these people believed that what was happening was, was real. Yeah. So... Uh, did they share any experiences? Um, no, not from memory. They... Um, I think the the female of the of the couple was experiencing more than the male. Yep. Um, and she was obviously more scared than he was. Yep. Um, but of course, being being a good partner, he believed her as well. Yep. So um, it was getting to the point where they didn't want to leave, uh, live in the house anymore, and um, they were ready to to leave. And they weren't sleeping in their bedroom; they were sleeping in the living room. <laughs> really? Yeah. Got that so, bad. Yeah, it got that. It got that bad for them. Um, See, when you, when people present themselves as too vulnerable to sleep in a bedroom or whatever, that that um, puts out images of kids with the boogeyman under the bed, doesn't it? Is it just an adult version of that? Well, it could very well be. Mm. Um, but like I said, does doesn't matter what what my opinion of it is. If it's real to a person, then yeah, they're going to be petrified. Mm. Um, and and sometimes you, there's no convincing them otherwise. Uh, we've had people clearly say, you know, definitely paranormal, definitely ghost, and we're thinking, no, there's more of a logical explanation, but they still want to believe it's a ghost. Mm. Um, unfortunately, we, we can't do anything about that. You know, if they want to believe, they want to believe. Yeah. Um, I played something rationally um, about three or four years back. I was in uh, the UK, and I stayed in a little pub in a uh, village in Hampshire um, I stayed it was okay the, the hotel room wasn't particularly old the hotel was attached to a pub that was old but the the accommodation wing wasn't particularly old so there's nothing you know floating around that I thought Jesus is spooky or anything like that during the night um, I could have sworn that there was someone in the room okay it's I didn't hear anything I didn't see anything but it just felt like there was someone in the room. You know, you can just feel the static from another person if they're yep. in the room. You know, if you're, if you're sitting there quietly reading the paper, you know there's someone else there, but doesn't quite register. Do you know what I mean? So that was the effect. Um, I didn't really think much of it, and I'm a pretty heavy sleeper, so I just said whatever and went to sleep. I think probably had a couple of pints anyway. Mm. Um, I woke up in the morning, I opened the curtains about 7 a.m. or so, and there was a massive graveyard literally right outside the window and not only that but it was the creepiest graveyard one of the creepiest graveyards i've ever seen the creepiest was Greyfriars and in, in, in uh edinburgh there um but it had soldiers and it was a war graveyard and it had soldiers in there from the Napole- napoleonic wars so we're going back to 1812 or whatever um Oh geez, look at this! Because I I didn't know it was there, right. so that gave gave the whole thing a bit of credibility. But it was just this feeling, and I I don't often get that feeling, like probably never, in fact, that there was someone there. But it just felt just felt that way. But they didn't feel um, I didn't feel overwhelmed by it or anything like that. But it was almost just like, oh yeah, there's someone else here. But what make of this? And didn't put two and two together until I opened the curtains in the morning. Um, you can imagine what sort of fright I got yeah. after that. So, you, so already you've got that association, haven't you? Mm, absolutely. So, so you had a feeling, and then you kind of um, said, "Right." But that's what so interested that, me. Yeah. yeah, you associated that feeling with because if I'd gone in there and gone, "I'm staying in a room next to a graveyard with 200 years old or whatever," 
obviously I would have lied, you know, lay with the light on watching TV all night. Yep. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I didn't know it was there. And this this strange sort of feeling came over me. Well, I've heard stories of, of um, uh, the name escapes me at the moment, but it's a mental phenomena where um, when you're by yourself, you, you lose your sense of self. Mm. And um, you have a feeling that someone else is in the room with you. And, and you you lose that sort of, um, uh, you know, like I said, you, you lose your sense of self, therefore um, anything you experience, might you might think it's somebody else, but it, it's actually yourself. Any movements, yeah. any noises you make, um, you don't associate. But how do you lose your sense of self like that? Well, I don't know. It's That's that's part of the phenomena, I guess. Is it it's, like it's, if, if you stay in a room that's completely black, like you're staying in the country or something, and yep. there's no streetlights or car noises or anything? It's a bit like that, isn't it? And you sort of you, you lose that ability to see in the dark, you know, yep. figuratively, but... Do you know what I mean? You, you fumble around, you can't actually find anything, and which which isn't usually a problem. Yeah, you become you, disorientated. You do. Yeah, you do. And I'm wondering if there's some, you know, yeah, those two are coupled together somehow. Yeah, um, and like I mentioned with um, solo investigations that we do as well. Yeah, you, you lose that sense, and and there is apprehension. You get scared. Yeah. Um, you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Therefore, you know anything that you do here. You kind of you you do a double take, think twice about noises. Yeah. Um, you know, you, are my eyes playing tricks on me? Um, like I say, if you stare at something long enough, mm. it's going to appear distorted eventually. Mm. So if you're sitting in a hallway, waiting for something to happen, then the light might move. Well, I'm talking about the. Mm. And also, I was thinking of another theory actually. Um, with daylight savings in summertime and stuff like that, and, and not just in New Zealand, but you know, in any country that employs that, kids quite often will go to bed when the sun's still up. Yep. If you know what I mean. Um, so it kind of, I think that can probably mess with you psychologically a little bit in terms of your sleep. Like you go to bed prepared for it to be dark and you know, you just go to sleep and that's it. But then when you're sort of transitioning between day and night, maybe that has some sort of effect. And also, introduces a lot more shadows into you know a bedroom and stuff like that from outside you know street lamps and and just <clears throat> you know just you know trees and things like that that look creepy even um cars going past mm. so with the headlights on yeah of course they're moving yeah so the shadowing of something outside um will project a different image onto a wall mm. um so yeah so if a, a car is driving past a tree and you see the image of the tree in your wall that image is going to move across the wall as well yep. as the car moves. Mm. Um, so that, that's happened to us on investigations before. Like, oh, what was that? Something moved across the wall. Uh, then you hear the, the car music and or the door slamming of someone getting out of the car, so you know that it's mm. somebody outside that's just pulled up. Mm. Interesting. We're talking paranormal, um, as we always do here on Occam's Razor. This is episode 21 shadow people or black masses i think we've covered everything off um i'm still to see a shadow person but i'm pretty amped to uh to see if i can see one i just have to go to the right place don't i you do yeah um we're always hopeful aren't we <laughs> always yeah, hopeful, we're always hopeful. Um, you know what freaks me out i do this accidentally all the time i uh i'll hang a um a towel on a chair or something or on the door right next to where i'm sleeping yep and i wake up and go geez what's that <laughs> forget it's there yeah yeah and forget it's there yep it's but that's just me because i'm you know not very bright 
Yeah, so so for me, I think it's it's um, especially when it comes to a lot of my stories come from sleeping. So yep. so either when I'm waking up or falling asleep. Um, some of them have been shared experiences. Hmm. So um, I don't know how much time we've got left, but oh, we've got about three minutes. We've got about three minutes. Yeah. Uh, not a shadow p- person necessarily, but um, quite the opposite. So um, I've just recently written a small section on, on the Haunted Auckland Facebook page. Yep. Um, it relates to my wife. Uh, when we first got together, woke up next to her and she was sitting upright, babbling, talking to somebody who who would, would have necessarily been in the room, but um, there was no one else there. Hmm. But she was just talking. Wasn't her ex-boyfriend, was it? Wasn't her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> He's in the closet. <laughs> no, but she's having a conversation, and at this stage, I'm, her eyes are closed, and she's babbling away. And Well, not babbling. She's actually having a full-on conversation. But Do you know what it was about, or you didn't pay um, much notice? I could, I could make out certain words. Yeah. But at the same time, I could hear um, slight noises in the room. And um, then the conversation sort of ended with... Uh, my wife saying, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. She said, oh, okay, okay. I can't. She goes, I'm, I'm too scared. And then she sort of lay back down and went back to sleep. Hmm. And as soon as she did that, this bright light appeared at the bottom of the bed, or at the foot of the bed. And it, it didn't have any shape to it necessarily. It was person-sized, for lack of a better term. And then the shape moved towards my side of the bed went behind me uh, there was obviously a wall behind us came around her side and then travelled back to the foot of the bed again you've had some crazy stuff happen man again this is this is uh, s- when I'm in bed so either waking up or going to sleep yeah so and eventually this light died out so I'm lying in bed going what the hell just happened so I'm lying there sun comes up Wife wakes up, and she's she's like, I had the weirdest dream last night. I was like, really? She goes, yeah. I had a dream that uh, my friend, I was talking to my friend, and she'd had a friend that had um, passed away recently, and they were quite close. And she says, yeah. He, um, he said that he was, uh, because I was new to the relationship with her, he said, oh, he was, he was checking you out to see whether you're all right and seeing whether you're good for me, that sort of thing. And you passed the test. I passed the test and he said, oh, um, she mentioned that um, he was holding a, a female baby in her dream and uh, at that stage. That reminds me of that um, Bill Hicks story about when he died. Do you, mm. Have you ever heard no. that? You, you know Bill Hooks, a comedian? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, he was involved in a car accident. He was 30-odd or something when he died. Um, and at first he was saying, I don't want to die, I don't want to die. And then all of a sudden, this is, came from first responders and people that stopped for the accident. Um, and then he started saying, oh, okay, that that's okay, I'll, I'll go there. Like some sort of malevolent force had had sort of come to comfort him and said, it's, it's fine, you can die, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's quoted quite a bit in, in paranormal literature and so mm. forth. It's it's worth uh, worth a read actually. Yeah. If um, I mean, you know, he was he was an icon and he probably grew and grew in stature um, uh, posthumously. You know, more than than and when he was around. 
Um, so there could be a bit of artistic license added to the whole thing, but it's quite an interesting story, and it's one that um, has been picked up by some more reputable publications um, and, yeah. and given some airtime on radio shows and stuff like that with people that knew him and and that's so you know who knows maybe he yeah. maybe he was you know but as it turns out many years later we did have a a baby girl mm. so mm. who knows i mean it's it's one of those strange coincidences it was a shared experience mm. um again mm. they just the, yeah, the they, explanations mm. but that changes it for me though if both parties see the same thing yeah. I mean. well she she didn't see it but she explained it she said mm that in her dream he explained that she shouldn't be scared all she was going to see is a bright light yeah and of course she had no idea that i had seen this yeah until i had mentioned it to her and said well hang on a minute that's exactly what i saw Mm. weird man again sleeping awake or shared dreams is is it is it that common or is it even possible don't know don't know but i've got a song that will uh Help us understand. Here it comes. Thanks to Sam Collier for coming in. This is East FM 88.1, 107.1 in Auckland. Or you might be listening to us on the podcast radio.co.uk if you are. Hi to everyone in the UK. Um, and make sure you listen because that would be nice, particularly on Spotify because, you know, if you're driving along and you've got nothing else to do, why not listen to the show? I think it's a good idea. Yep. This is episode 21 of Ockham's Razor. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>